0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 1st of September. Wages and worker shortages will be in the spotlight today as the Federal Government's Jobs and Skills Summit kicks off in Canberra. Leaders, politicians, business owners, unions, CEOs and other key players will gather in the national capital for the highly anticipated two-day event. Federal Employment Minister Tony Burke says increasing wages will be a top priority
2: have had to wait too long for pay increases. We we got a pay increase for people on the minimum wage pretty soon after we, after we won government. But there's a lot more that we need to do. People had flatlining wages for 10 years and today I want us to get the ideas to be able to get wages moving.
0: Some of the country's top doctors are this morning calling on the federal government to release the health advice behind the latest COVID changes. From the 9th of September, positive COVID cases will now only need to isolate for five days instead of seven while masks will be scrapped on domestic flights. AMA President Professor Steve Robson says it's time to see the evidence.
2: The AMA is very concerned to see the health advice that's underpinning uh, the new changes from the government and if the government isn't willing to release that advice then we're very suspicious of what uh, they're deciding and how it compares to the medical advice they're getting.
0: Meantime the Prime Minister plans to revisit the COVID isolation payments with mandatory restrictions remaining in place. The payments are supposed to be scrapped from the 1st of October but Chair of the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness, Professor Jane Holton, has told Channel 10 it's not the right time to abolish financial support for those who need it. Those pandemic payments have been really important to people, helping them actually afford the isolation, particularly if they're in insecure employment. So I think the Prime Minister rightly did not come to a conclusion today and he said he's going to think about it. It will be tough to end them, particularly where we have mandatory isolation. Chris Dawson will appear in court again today in a bid for freedom, applying for bail. The former school teacher is also set to learn when he'll be sentenced for the murder of his wife Lynette in Sydney 40 years ago, a conviction he's expected to appeal. Detectives believe Lynette's body may have been buried somewhere on the central coast north of Sydney, according to reports in News Limited today. New South Wales police have put out a statement overnight saying they're working hard on finding Lynn's remains as they hope to give her family the chance to say goodbye. More industrial action in New South Wales today as nurses and midwives walk off the job for the third time this year. They're demanding better staff-to-patient ratios and an end to staff shortages. Our reporter, Michaela Savage, has the details from Sydney. Yeah, that's right, Tash. From 7am this morning, thousands of health workers across the state will strike for 24 hours. Hospitals will be left to run on skeleton staff while more than 60 community rallies go ahead. The New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association says they're sick of the state government's unwillingness to listen to their concerns and that until nurse-to-patient ratios are introduced to ensure proper care can be delivered, both staff and patients are at risk. Workers are also worried about severe burnout thanks to staff shortages. While New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet has threatened to take the rail union to court after a number of ongoing strikes over the past couple of months. Meantime, in Victoria, the state government has been successful at blocking the launch of another investigation into its infamous red shirts election rort. The Andrews government has had the help of three independents in state parliament to block a referral of new evidence to the Victorian ombudsman. Our reporter, James Lake, has more from Melbourne. Well, that's the reality in this saga now, Tash, that we might never actually get to the bottom of it. In recent weeks, there have been some fresh claims that the initial police investigation into Labor using taxpayer-funded electorate staff to help them campaign was thwarted by senior officers. A new whistleblower involved in that initial investigation has made a new formal statement saying police command purposely blocked their probe The statement sent to the Independent Broad-Based Anti-Corruption Commission claimed police work was actively interfered with and obstructed within the force. Now, leader of the opposition in the Upper House, David Davis, was pushing for the new claims to be properly investigated again with the backing of Parliament. While Parliament has blocked it, Davis says he is still going to forward all of the new evidence against the Labor government to both the Ombudsman and Anti-Corruption Commission. And there are renewed concerns this morning over the Queen's health. Her Majesty has not been seen in public for a month and for the first time in her 70-year reign, Queen Elizabeth will not appear at Buckingham Palace next week for the appointment of the new British Prime Minister. The historic ceremony will instead take place at Balmoral Castle in Scotland. Now, for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the Switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Now, as we reported earlier, the Jobs and Skills Summit gets underway today in Canberra and bosses and unions have agreed to make wage agreements easier. Now, is this good or is it bad news?
1: I think it's good news. Employers were afraid a new Labor government would mean that they would side with unions to maintain the toughness of the test of any new wage agreement called the better-off overall test or the boot test. Instead, unions and Business Council of Australia have agreed to soften the test to make wages simpler, fairer and more accessible. Plus, both sides agreed to support an increase in immigration to help businesses access more foreign workers.
0: And, Peter, talking about tests for super funds have failed their investing returns test and are set to close.
1: That's right. They'll have to send in members to other more successful funds. The four in question are Australian Catholic Superannuation Fund, Westpac, BT Super, My Super fund, Energy Industry Superannuation Scheme, and AMG Super. Anyone looking for a new fund should check out the super monitoring website, superratings.com.au.
0: And Peter, in a surprising twist, mining magnate and multi-billionaire Andrew Twiggy Forrest is now eyeing off retailer David Jones.
1: Yes, unusual, isn't it? DJs and country road are owned by the South African retailer Woolworths, which has nothing to do with our own Woolies. The South Africans have been toying with selling the iconic Aussie retailer for some time, and now the founder of Fortescue Metals, Twiggy Forrest, is running his eye over the business. He also owned bootmaker RM Williams. DJ sold for 2.1 billion billion eight eight years ago.
0: Interesting to see how that plays out. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers. time for Sport Now with Josh Conway and Josh. Dustin Martin is back in the AFL tonight, but it's off-field where he's dominating the headlines this morning.
2: Certainly big news today, Tash, and good morning to you. As Richmond prepares to take on Brisbane in tonight's knockout final, vision has emerged of Martin touching a woman's breast. Now, the leaked footage shows the triple Norm Smith medalist coming up behind her. It is unclear when the footage is from and the AFL has told the Herald Sun this morning they are investigating the video. It's certainly not an ideal preparation for Martin or Richmond, with Dusty named to return tonight for his first game since Round 16 after overcoming hamstring issues as finals action kicks off. On field, Tigers coach Damien Hardwick says Martin will be eased back in as a forward. Yeah, he did everything we've asked. It's been a little bit of a delay prep, but he's turned the corner the last three weeks as we've spoken about. He's not going to be 100%, but he's probably about 80%, which is good enough. His counterpart Chris Fagan, meanwhile, is quietly confident with the Lions handing a debut to Darcy Wilmot. We've had some good wins against some good sides, so we think we're in a good position to play our best footy. Through the NRL and the equation is simple for the Storm and the Eels tonight. Win and they earn a spot in the top four and the crucial double chance. As round 25 starts with a bang this evening, Melbourne will be without Jerome Hughes and coach Craig Bellamy. ever the mastermind, isn't getting caught up in the consequences.
1: There's a bit riding on it, but at the same time, it's not like you're going to miss the finals, but obviously it's a big difference between, you know, fourth and fifth.
2: And I like this one, Tash. A subtle little jab from Roosters chairman Nick Politis to the Rabbitohs as they want to call Allianz Stadium home. Well, the Roosters chairman sure shut that down. The venue's grand opening is on Friday, and Politis says it is for the tri-colours only
1: clubs there to say, well, let's go there because it's our home. It's not their home. The Roosters are the only people that belong. That's our true
2: home. The two sides will face off at the stadium tomorrow night. And finally, Tash, Nick is in action at the US Open this morning. He is up against Frenchman Benjamin Bonzi. Josh, thanks so much.
0: And it's the first day of spring. That means it's also magpie swooping season. According to the online map Magpie Alert, there's been more than 550 attacks so far this year and more than 60 injuries across Australia. Ecologist for Sunshine Coast University, Dominique Potvin.
2: Less than 10% of nesting magpies will actually swoop. So, I mean, if you see a magpie and you see that it is nesting, you don't necessarily have to be fearful um, because it may or may not actually be one of the ones that swoops.
0: news. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow.
1: Listener